Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today, we will talk about the war on Christmas. So, um, for actually centuries, <laughs> this is my understanding, and in uh, doing some reading on this, there has been something along the lines, not always by the name War on Christmas, but something to where someone has felt that Christmas is under attack. And so we thought we'd just kind of talk about it since we are moving uh, towards that season. It's Advent. It's not Christmas yet. <laughs> Um, and there I go, I'm participating in that war, uh, with that statement. So, uh, but we thought we would talk about it a little bit since, uh, we're getting closer to Christmas day and the Christmas season, uh, beginning with one that I remember myself as a child. I can remember people getting upset when someone would use, would say, or I guess they would actually usually write it. But something to the effect of Merry Xmas, uh, putting an X in front of the MAS and uh, removing Christ from it. And uh, there, since then, I would say in the last decade, it, it has become known as keeping the Christ in Christmas. I think those two kind of play with one another. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong there. So let's talk about good old Xmas and what that means because it it for a while i just kind of bought into you know okay they're they they're taking christ out of it and using xmas to is because they're too lazy to write <laughs> write c h r i s t instead of you know and so i didn't understand that and so tom why don't you tell us a little bit more about what xmas really means so it's just an abbreviation. The X is the Greek letter Chi, which is the first word in Christ. And so it's just an abbreviation for Christ, X. And it's common on... If you go into a Roman Catholic church, Episcopal church, any church where there might be... Um, some kind of iconography or paintings or stained glass windows, you'll see a symbol for X all over the place. So it's just the abbreviation for Christ. It's set for 2,000 years of Christian history. If you see that symbol, you know it means Christ. Mm. But um, So it, it's not, that, that does not indicate a war on Christmas. It just means ignorance of history and, and fact. <laughs> And when did you, when did you learn this? I learned that in eighth grade, or actually seventh grade, in my algebra class. My our math teacher taught us that actually. Really? If, yeah, it was yeah. Because nice. he was, he was, he had this way of taking notes, and he said, if I write X, this could mean this in you know for multiplication but it could also mean this it could also mean this he was just he liked to teach he was a good teacher wow that's impressive good memory um so wow that's 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 uh, funny i was well into my 20s later 
I don't know, even potentially even early 30s before I was someone told me or I cared <laughs> to learn um, what the X meant. Um, so, you know, it's just something where it, it hmm, there's an interesting th idea here because, and you referred to it as ignorance. And while that can be something that is a negative term at the same time, what do you call it? Unknowing, not knowing, something like that. But if you don't take the time to dig into it, then you just don't know. And of course, we can't take the time to dig into everything. So we have podcasts like this <laughs> to inform you. <laughs> um, so what do you know about, I read, or Everett, what do you know about um, early Christians using the X as a form of secrecy, um, potentially in the Roman Empire or things like that? Does anyone know, Everett, do you know anything about that or Tom? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, it, you know, you go back to early um, Christian um, art, and, and it, it's commonly um, used. Um, so it's a well, it's a well used symbol within the Christian tradition for uh, for Christ, um, you know. And 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 there's, so there's part of I mean. So I don't buy into the whole war on Christmas thing. Meaning I don't I you know um, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think there's I don't think they're trying to create a war on Christmas. Right. Um, but you know sometimes I have wondered like. Um, in, in our pluralistic culture, um, and our desires to be welcoming and inclusive, are there some people who use Xmas so that they're not saying Christmas? I don't know. It's kind of an interesting thing to, to, mm. to think about It's just because we know that that, that the X means Christ. Right. Does that mean that everyone who's using it knows that X means Christ? Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I was going to say, so... We'd have to be able to read minds to know the answer to that. Though. Right. Well, the other thing is, is that I know, um, man, I can't lie. I can't say I know specifically, but I am sure, <laughs> which means basically I don't know anything. I'm guessing that there are people who on one side are not knowledgeable and saying that Xmas is a bad thing, right? Um, they're saying you're taking Christ out of Christmas on the, let's just say other side of the fence or whatever. I'm sure some people are using Xmas as a way of taking a dig <laughs> because uh -huh, I'm not saying Christ, I'm going to use X just because they don't know the X, right? It's not like there's only, you know, as Tom said, ignorance on one side or the other. It's just people don't know, so they may use it as a dig. Who knows what? But uh, I think that's what you were alluding to, Everett. I mean, it's it's, it's sort of like the term um, holidays, which is what's that when you put words together? It's like holy days, holidays, hmm. and so it originally referenced the Christian holy days that all are kind of grouped there together between. Christmas and, and Epiphany, um, but nowadays, we when we say Happy Holidays, we typically mean not the Holy Days, but just all of sort of the end-of-year holidays that are, are happening. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not bothered by the fact someone's saying Happy Holidays. I don't know why somebody would get really upset about that, um, but... 
So I, I, you just taught me something. I did not know that holidays was a combination of holy days. That's just something that came together. So that's that's interesting. And once again, it goes back to people just not knowing, right? There's, so they say, just say happy holidays because it doesn't reference to this. But is that holiness? It refers to Christian holidays, uh, holy days, <laughs> um, yes. and not other religions, holy days, because, you, of course, there are some um, Hanukkah and so on that are during this time. But, Tom, you said, yes, it's specifically Christian. Yeah. Originally, because it's from the Old English, so that would be, at that time, it would have been all Christian, so, yeah. Tom, what would it sound like in Old English? Yeah, Tom. It would have sounded like, um, let me see if I can pronounce it, Halig, Halig Dig, something like that. <laughs> yeah, none of us are going to be able to correct you. That's right. I, I knew that. Think, That's I was why thinking I did you were going to say it in a funny accent. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, but it's a compound. I was to say holidays in you know a British accent. <laughs> That's what I was expecting too. Come on, Tom, read the room. Oh, holiday. <laughs> Ginger says my British is always comes out Australian, so <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Um, all right, Everett, let's back up. Um, the bus here a little bit define pluralistic for me buddy so plural like so obviously like pluralistic plural meaning more than one and so we live in a in a culture and a society and when that there's more than one um religion um present so i mean even though christian christianity is the dominant religion in america um you know the number of 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 other religions um, is, you know, is growing and is more prevalent. Um, and so there's, there's, there's just an awareness of it that, um, you know, you're, uh, you know, the things that we once maybe considered more normative, um, are not true anymore. And so the question is, is how do we make space to respect um, other people's traditions and cultures um, and religious traditions um, while still, you know, so how, how does all of that work? Brilliant. Great explanation. Thank you for that. Um, okay. So let's, let's uh, go down this hole just a little bit further. So the happy holidays means happy holiday, holy days. Um, is there something that you use Tom in this time this season to do you prefer happy holidays not for yourself but for others do you say anything like that is there anything you do in this regard to your jewish muslim brothers and sisters or anything or do you well, know their seasons and wish them happy hanukkah and so on so i live in a town where i am mostly surrounded by baptists right and and for the sake of being snarky, but also also to be the, uh, liturgically, calorindiferically, that's a word I just made up. Gesundheit. Uh, in, in order to be snarky and to be accurate, re, accurately reflect, reflect, sorry, it's my first day with my new lips, <laughs> accurately reflect the calendar, I'll say, when people say to me merry christmas i'll say i'll say merry christmas 
But sometimes if I beat them to the punch, I'll say, I hope you have a reflective and depressing advent. <laughs> so, because Christmas does not start until, you know. <laughs> but oh, I'm God. just being... Happy just and depressing, kinda, huh? Yeah. Hap- no, happy, a reflective and depressing advent. Right, sorry, reflective and depressing advent. Yeah. Nice. And how do Although you... it should... <laughs> Go ahead. Probably it shouldn't, depressing is a bad word, but that's just what comes to mind. I was usually. wondering, I'm like, what's the depressive part? Is that not like yeah. Fleming, more Fleming Rutland says that Advent begins in the dark. Yes. It starts depressing, and then it gets mm. more Christmassy as you go on. Nice. Because it's about anticipation. And deli- and for Americans, that means delayed gratification. Ooh, nice. So we're... We're not good. Americans are, we're probably the worst in the world, in the history of the world. As I was having this discussion with my five-year-old son at 6 (laughs) a.m. about wondering why there aren't any presents under the tree yet. Mm. So we had a discussion about waiting. Yes. There's so many places to go with this right now. One is, what's your tree doing up, Everett? (laughs) (laughs) Mine's uh, been up since, uh, I'm pretty sure, November 29th. What is the day? I don't remember what Thanksgiving was, but go ahead, E. Ours have been up since uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, ours is Friday. Everett, you call it an advent tree right now, right? An advent bush. Bush? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well so, played. I, I so, want to, go ahead. Hold on, ever go. go back to something you know Tom was talking about just a, a a moment ago about like what do you say to other people? And there was yeah. a great um, op-ed that was written, and I and I, I can't remember. I'll have to go and try to find it so we can put it into the show notes. And basically, the person says that people of faith do not get offended by well by by season greetings to other people of faith. So, Mm. um, you know, before I went to seminary, um, I was in advertising sales and I had a customer, um, who owned a business. He was Jewish, you know, and he always wished me a Merry Christmas, right? It, It did not, it did not impact him one bit to sit there and wish me a Merry Christmas, just like I would say happy Hanukkah to him and it did not hurt me one bit. And so the author of this article says that those for whom are that those who are religious are not offended by expressing warm wishes to people of other religions. Mm. It's people who are irreligious who seem to have the most problem with it. And I, I've um I find that interesting to, 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 to think about whether that's, you know, true or, or, or not. But I, but I remember being struck by that, that argument that people of faith are not offended of welcoming, of, of expressing warm wishes to someone of another faith, whatever their tradition is. I have a good friend named Muhammad who's Muslim and he would always tell me happy, Merry Christmas. And when the time came, I would say to him, Happy Ramadan, mm-hmm. or you know, yeah. I I think you're right over it. I think you're mostly right. Ooh. I do think I think there is a persecution complex, which is I think where Justin was planning to go with this. That right. 
would cause some people of faith, not just Christians, but in my context, mostly Christians, to kind of push back against, especially here in Oklahoma where uh, the majority, there's, there, it feels like an attack. So I understand they're, I think they're totally wrong, of course, but <laughs> it's the, I understand the mindset because I helped create it. Well, and, and, and I think that's, I mean, I, I, I don't know, Justin, if you're ready to go here yet or not, but there is definitely sort of this persecution mindset that exists in American Christians uh, of a particular stripe. I mean, I think it's something that's more true in sort of the evangelical fundamentalist traditions um, than in other places. And it is absolutely bewildering um, to me. Yeah. And why? And why? Why? Um, why is it be- bewildering to you? Well, I mean, because it, it's it's not true. I mean, you go to I, I was in when, and I don't know Tom if they were there when when you were there, but when I was at Seminary of the Southwest, we always had every year a, a student that came over from Pakistan to study and and to learn. And in talking to them about what it was like to be a minister of the Christian tradition in Pakistan, that mm-hmm. is persecution. Yes. Right. We, we do not even know what that word means. Not that I want us to learn what it means. Yeah. yeah. And so we sit there and we have, we just create these, these outrages that, that don't, I mean, it, it, it's really pretty silly to me when I th- sit there and I think about the stories of the actual martyrs um, and sit there and go, you know, we're, you know, y'all don't even have a clue. Right. So is there something, would you, would you, and I've thought about this often, um, and let's just say the field of Christianity and we have, you know, right and left and this progressive, this, whatever, fundamentalist whatever there's many and there is scripture that says there the way is narrow right or you there is is uh you know saying that you will be persecuted and we want to take that because it, jesus said it or it was in the bible that we want to find and go out and look even if we have to make it up that way we can be persecuted because it's something that the Bible has said or that we're the ones walking the narrow way because the Starbucks cups are only red, <laughs> which we haven't even gotten to. Um, it, do, you, do you see that in, in saying that something that has been said in Scripture, we actually, people may go out and look for it? Yes, 190%, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, when I said I helped create it, it was, we've been talking recently on this podcast about um, the Let It Burn thing we did. Right, right. We talk about the rapture. I was one of those 1990s youth ministers, 2000s youth ministers who had the kids read Jesus Freak by, you know, DC, DC Talk. Talk. Yeah. And we had, I had them read Fox's Book of Martyrs. And, 
And if you're in a church that believes in the rapture and you combine that with the Left Behind series, mm. so now we've got a lot of 30 and 40-year-olds kind of running these churches who grew up hearing, preparing for the end times, which my church didn't believe, but preparing for um, persecution hearing how they have to be a loser. I even had a youth group shirt called Loser. Alan Noble, he's the um, <laughs> founder of Christ and Pop Culture, and he's assistant professor of English here at Oklahoma Baptist University, where I live. He wrote a great article on The Atlantic. I'll send to Justin to put in the show notes called The Evangelical Persecution Complex. But he, he does a good job of tracing the direct line from that evangelical subculture all the way to what's happening right now um it's really interesting wow cool sweet please send me that both of you have articles so i don't know about you all but i think that there's also an issue in we live in a wide wider culture that is just offended by everything. And I, you know, and I don't know if you want to call it, I mean, a political correctness run amok or whatever it is. Um, um, Jonathan Haidt, uh, who writes for the New York times, uh, wrote this book called the coddling of the American mind. Oh yeah. One of the best books that I have read in a long time. And it just talks about how we, there's an entire, generation who was raised on the idea that there should be nothing offensive ever introduced to them. And so you see in college campuses where they're trying to shut down speakers that they don't like or don't agree with um, because they feel like they're somehow supposed to be in this safe space. There is something in this culture and this time in which everybody is just looking for a reason to be offended. Mm. Um and and for Christians to do it, um, you know, I, I, you know, maybe you can sit there and make an argument from. I, I think for Christians to sit there and say that this is persecution is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but I think it also just reflects the wider culture, which is just out, always just outraged about everything. We're supposed to be outraged about everything, right? I feel like that's partly social media's fault. But did you guys hear President Obama's comments about this? Yes, it was brilliant. It was so good. Like, why everyone wants to be woke and you want to point out the person who's not woke. Mm. And he said, uh, that doesn't help you make any helpful policy. You know, all constantly being offended and reactive will not help you. Uh, fix the problems of the world because you're never going to find someone who disagrees with you on everything i mean who agrees with you on everything right on on twitter there's um, a thing um so because for a while there it was like if your pastor doesn't talk about oh, this yeah. issue yeah walk out and so now people are just sort of kind of if your pastor doesn't talk about baby yoda um you know, walk out. I kind of uh, agree with that one a little bit. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's but, a that's an interesting and, shame and, game on Twitter with the same. pastor. Sorry, whatever. Baby Yoda is literally the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think Baby Yoda is a strategy 
by the secular left to replace Jesus. <laughs> Actually, there's a picture floating around of Jesus holding baby Yoda. In a few years, we'll be uh, having baby Yoda celebrations instead of Jesus will be completely forgotten. I'm oh, not going to be the, a part um, of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Rastafarian meatball whatever thing. Um, yeah. Whatever that is. Um, so, all right. Um Man, uh, dang it, Everett, there was something you said I meant for you to explain. I forgot what it was. I didn't write it down. Newman. Okay, so backing up a little bit. So um, from what we deal uh, deal with, <laughs> what we in Oklahoma culture, and I feel like, you know, there's a guy. Okay, it's a Starbucks cup. Sorry, I'm jumping around. Starbucks cups. There was a thing in 2017, maybe earlier, whatever it is. I don't know the timeline, but there were some cups that came out and they had snowflakes and, um, you know, Christmas trees and all these things on it one year. And then the next year they came out, they were completely red. And it was something to where Starbucks said we wanted to be more inclusive. So because some people who don't celebrate Christmas, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it just went crazy, just crazy. And I feel like I should stop right now and say, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what color your Starbucks cups are. I don't care. It doesn't bother me if it has whatever it has on it, whatever. Uh, it just doesn't matter. And this conversation for this point may not either. But people went crazy. And I remember watching a video of this guy who just sat in his truck after he got a Starbucks cup and just ranted and ranted and ranted. At some point, he pulls a gun out and starts ranting with it. I forget what that was about. Um, but it's just where... So, Everett, you alluded to we're so offended by everything. And as you were talking about that, all I can think about from a Christian perspective is this is where grace and love are absent because this is a place to where we're drawing lines and choosing this person's over here and this person's over here. And I'm choose to be offended by this person. And when reality, it should be something that we are looking to see Christ in all others, whether they celebrate whatever religion or whether they're, even if they're offended by cups and happy, merry Chris, whatever. Um, and we've lost that. How do we regain that? What do you guys, What if you were to say to those listening, our culture, where, where do we try and begin to regain something that would be a Christ-like love? Well, it's not Starbucks' job to make sure that Christmas happens. Right, so Indeed. so what we do is we've 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 turned we've turned to industries whose whole purpose is to to earn profit. And I'm 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 a capitalist, so I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> but the, that's not Starbucks' job, right? And 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 if you know, I mean, you can sit there and say, okay, well, maybe Starbucks is speaking out of both sides of their mouth because. They sure are trying to get me to buy a lot of coffee for Christmas gifts. And everyone. <laughs> you know, um, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it is Christians jobs to proclaim the season, not 
a, a business who who exists to to make money. Good, good, Tom. So. I don't understand why if you're that upset about it, why don't you go to a different coffee shop? Uh, aha. <laughs> aha. <laughs> I mean, that's my, I just don't understand it at all. I know. But they're still putting out a red cup for the holidays. And so, and nobody is trying to get rid of Christmas. No retail industry especially in the era of Amazon when um, they're about to lose probably in the next five to 10 years, 30% of the jobs in retail. And Mm. this is the time of year when they finally get into the black. That's why it's called black Friday because this is when they finally turn a profit for the year. Hmm. So they're going to be doing everything they can to trick you into getting there with, Jesus and holy days and holidays or whatever you want to call it. So I just think it's it's not a real thing. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I think uh, and I, it goes back to that um, Gillette commercial Everett was ranting about. <laughs> no, really, Everett was talking about it and how they, they did something, you know, along the lines of, and then at the same time, it's kind of something to where Everett said, uh, you know, they're just trying to make money, <laughs> you know. And so, not to go down that rabbit hole, but it's something to where, I mean, Starbucks, they want to make money, um, and that's their end goal here. And uh, red cups, blue cups, whatever cups. Um, and so, you can think about it what you want, but, I mean, it's just like, it's just like, man, is that where our focus is? I mean, mm-hmm. there is people that just, I can only assume there are people that just sit and laugh watching us. Um, well, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's not that much different than people who sit there and, you know, are offended by, you know, Chick-fil-A. The Lord's chicken. Amen. Oh, I mean, it just, now you're stepping on some toes over it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it, uh, I just sit there and go, in the grand scheme of things, what color <laughs> coffee cup is, and your chicken is so small, and, and yet that's what we sin- seem to spend time and energy on. Mm. <clears throat> and I'm, there's, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain there's something bigger out there that, that's, that's on the list of things God is worried about. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I, I think smaller. Great, Actually, I think yeah, smaller in when you said. Book. Sorry, who's go ahead, Everett? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, go go. There, there was a great article, and it said, you know, if we really want to talk about the war on Christmas, um, let's let's talk about um, the massive overconsumption that happens during this season. Hmm. Um. So the so so Christmas becoming a consumer season rather than a religious season, and that's something that Christians have done. Yes. And what should we do during this time of season? Should we be reflective and depressed? It's Advent. What 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 did you say? Just what 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 did you say, Tom? Yeah, reflective and depressing, but. Yeah. I- Depressing is the wrong word. We should definitely be reflective. <laughs> and and t- we should, 
anticipation is supposed to be building. Now, I kind of, this will make some people mad, the five people that listen, but. <laughs> Thank you all. I kind of struck. <laughs> I struggle with Advent because what it amounts to is Episcopalians not really getting to celebrate Christmas except for one day. Because twelve days. The second Sunday is the lowest the Sunday mm. second Sunday of Christmas, the thirty first, is the lowest of the year. I thought Easter following Easter was, no? One of those two. Okay. And and so you get to sing Christmas carols on Christmas Eve, and then fifty <laughs> percent of the church doesn't show up the next week. And so what? I get the point of it. My family, uh, you know, we do the twelve days of Christmas. We keep it going till Epiphany. The kids get twelve presents each, and they get they open nice. one every day. But well done. We don't. Um, and that was their decision. They voted on that a few years ago. Awesome. We we gave them all the choices. But uh but from a community-wide perspective, it's like we're fighting Christmas. We're kind of the ones who are warring against Christmas cuz <laughs> No, it's Advent. No, it's Advent. Now you get Christmas right. for one day. And uh the birth of the Messiah. Let's celebrate it for one day as a community. That's pretty much what ends up happening. So, but there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, that's a good point, and, and uh, turning it around on us because we're like, it's not, it's Advent, you know, and we could be just as offended, or I'm not even going to dare use the word of persecute, but just as offended as everybody else. And so, that's a very good point of turning that around. Um, well, I uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, uh, guys. This was good stuff. Something I was thinking about in being offended um i was thinking about love and what i talked about a minute ago and uh in first corinthians 13 the the (laughs) the the marriage scripture but i was just looking at it and it says it does not love in quotes it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no records of wrongs and thinking about being offended and how the war on Christmas and we can take so many things. Um, you know, I mean, how about we try not to be offended at this time? How about we try not to tell everybody it's Advent and not Christmas, unless we're joking and having fun with it, which is always fun. Um, and why don't we reflect (laughs) during this time of what the coming of the Christ truly means and, and living that up. I think that would be a pretty good celebration. And, uh, instead of having a war, we, uh, seek joy and peace, love and faith. Hope you enjoyed this. Um, and we will see you all in the new year. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at fun, Drain pot. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.